0: With Living Up
1: Promo, you can turn your brand into a lifestyle. Our professionally printed swag is guaranteed to turn heads. Check us out on Instagram at Up PROMO to get started today.
2: Welcome to Breaking Bread. I'm your host, Terry Page. Today on Breaking Bread, we begin on a somber note, and then as a conflict in Israel, we will take a look at a historical perspective. And where do we go from here also what about protesters to the conflict are you aware that some ceos are discussing not hiring you based on your views speaking of views italy and france have done it more recently the uk has made a call to action now the uk is talking about banning cell phones in the classroom is this the right call later what is going on with the labor movement Employees are joining the union and some have gone on strike. Do you see this trend continuing? How effective is the modern-day union? I will ask my guest, Break and bread contributor Jose Angeles, as we discuss these topics, among others, on today's Break and Bread. Jose, welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing, Terry? Long time no see you. Hey, very happy to have you here, Jose. So let's jump, jump right into it. I mean, I call this uh, the siege, and I want people to really understand what is going on in the inception of this whole thing. Israel hit Gaza with the greatest economic punishment. That is the siege. So let's take it apart for a second. First of all, what is the Gaza Strip? It is the most mentioned in the world, it's the hardest to describe. So what did I do? I went to Google. Look at the Google map and they show it as a piece of land in southern Israel and the Mediterranean coast. It's about 140 square miles. So this is about the size, if, to put in perspective, of our nation's capital. Now, Google marks it with, um, with the dotted lines. So you look at it right now and you see dotted lines there. So the borders between Israel and the Gaza Strip is not your typical border because the Gaza Strip is part of the state of Palestine, which exists within Israel. Okay. Here's what happened with that. When Israel won statehood, Palestinians got pushed into two different places, one, the West Bank, the other, the Gaza Strip. Physically, the Gaza Strip is pretty um, small compared to its population. We're talking two million people. So let's take it a step further, Jose, because there's a question here for you. When we look at who governs those two million people, it's Hamas, And yes, Hamas is a terrorist organization, and that terrorist organization is governing those two million people. So the human uh, rights, which refers to the Gaza Strip as an open-air prison, especially looking at that, you can refer to that as a blockade. Palestinian people can move freely within the Gaza Strip, but they can never leave the area. So to be clear, they can't even go to the West Bank to visit their fellow Palestinians. So this is because the Israel military has built a massive wall. Also, Gaza is unable to build their own airport or seaport because Israel controls the entry and exit of goods and services along with its people. So with that being said, how do you propose that we even had this war start if no one can get in or out? Any thoughts on that?
0: I mean, I would like to tell you a straight answer of uh, they need to get civilized and start talking between each other. But we can tell so far that it's not going to happen. It have not happened in a few years. It will not happen at least in the very near future. So, uh, but, I mean, to be honest, that's, just, that's the answer that needs to happen. They need to start talking how they're, they're going to get uh, in an agreement because they cannot go out of get the Gaza part. And the Israelis are already suffering. Let's see how it's going to end. Well, I mean, it, it,
2: clearly it didn't, didn't start off uh, very civilized, and uh, that's why Israel retaliated. And you may wonder why uh, there's a blockade in the first place. So this is due to Hamas having a history of violence against Israel people, Israelis, I should say. So, so this is not the first time Hamas has, has fired rockets to Israel. Now, the theory is that they took the weapons underground and that Iran is behind that. Now, never mind that we just gave Iran $6 billion, so you have to wonder where they got the money, right? So that's what I'm thinking. So how did Hamas get the the rockets through the, the blockade? So according to the Wall Street Journal, they got the materials, as I mentioned, from Iran, so it's probably smuggled through those tunnels. The blockade, Israel will control that, and that sees, I think if you were to cut off um, Iran, rather, if you cut off Iran, that would do a lot of this. Now, Israel, speaking of cutting things off, they've cut off the electricity, food, water, and fuel. So there's none of that going through right now. That's why I said it is it makes it the severest economic punishment in the situation.
0: Yeah, I mean um the, 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 the big problem of this is Israel control more things that they that Hasass cannot control. That's what that is the big issue. I'm guessing at the end. I'm not a politician, so I don't know exactly all the steps how to get an agreement. But I'm guessing they need to start talking and just get like, hey, you will get like by sea, as you said, that they control all what is going in and out of that the whole island. Mm-hmm. So maybe they need to see, okay, you will get, you will have certain type of freedom. I don't know if that is the right word. Um, and I will say they need to figure out what happened, how they got all those weapons if they cannot get, if they don't have control to get things by air or by the sea.
2: Yeah, how did that happen? Yeah. Right. Yeah, e- exactly. That's and why I'm why? thinking. And that why? That That's another helped.
0: question that we need to ask ourselves. Why that happened?
2: <clears throat> exactly. Exactly. Um, one more point I want to make before we go on, because I want people to understand that there have been bloody days in Israel's history uh, for Jews around the world since 1945, but none has had uh, the civilian death toll this high. So the Israel wars have had higher casualty totals overall. Just to be clear on that, overall it's been higher, but none has seen uh, this many civilians murdered in a single day, not that according to the uh, times of Israel. Now I said that part to say this, Now, apparently, uh, there's some people uh, in America who are saying what Hamas did was what they really needed to do, and everything's fine. So, and there are some CEOs that are taking a look at that. Uh, Now, according to Forbes, they said that some Harvard undergraduates are in solidarity with this situation. Earlier this week, a billionaire hedge fund manager, Bill Aikman, didn't appreciate those type of statements he wants the name of the students so he doesn't hire them. Inkbin also states in the tweet, he was approached by other CEOs who also wants the names of those students so they don't hire them either.
0: What's your take on that? I have a big wow. So we can see here the two sides of the coin. For one side, that is correct. You don't want trouble bringing trouble that is happening in the world right now. You don't want it in your company you don't want to you don't want them to be a role model for people that will learn from them or they will motivate more more this type of situation inside the workplace that's one side of the coin but we can talk about the other side you have freedom of speech what you believe you can demonstrate it now i'm maybe because from uh, from where i'm coming from i think a little bit more like hey even though you believe in something sometimes you need to keep it quiet for This type of reasons politically, what is happening in the world, just do it for yourself. But I understand that here in this country, they promote freedom of speech, be yourself, show what you love and what you believe. First Amendment. So that's what I'm saying. It's two part of the coins. But I understand what the CEO is saying.
2: Um, Yeah, there's there's First uh, Amendment. And also, and we're going to talk about the unions here in a second, uh, but people can hire and fire who they want to, right? So you can come up with reasons to that. And I believe the CEOs are saying, well, they're going to represent the company. And if you represent the company, that's going to be a reflection of that particular organization. It's probably what they're looking at. And they're probably saying, well, why invite trouble, I would think.
0: Or it could bring, like, if we're talking about money, let's say um, they have a very big client, let's say the Bill Eichmann, the same hedge fund billionaire, they have a big client that actually believes totally the opposite of the Israel situation, That, and they see, like, oh, this this, this uh, uh, hedge fund is hiring uh, somebody that I don't believe, I don't believe in the company, and take all the money out. So also it's an image, as you mentioned, it's an image th- thing.
2: Yeah, and I also want to point out, like, promoting terrorism, that's not looked up unkindly by Homeland Security. I mean, if they find out that you're doing that, there's some other consequences that can happen to you other than you not making it through the second stage of an interview. So I just want to be clear on how that can, how that can really work against you uh, in, in that sort of uh, atmosphere. So that's where we're at. So I don't know we'll see what happens, but they were they were trying to get the names and everything, and that was, I, I thought that was pretty uh, pretty interesting because um, Harvard has come under fire before with some of their uh, some of their antics. I remember there was a judge that came to speak; they invited him to speak, and then he gets there and they didn't let the man talk. They protested him, and the uh, the dean, the dean of the uh, uh, equity and inclusion, she was just like all in his face, and they came under fire for that. So they so they've been in the, in the news before. This next story is uh, been ongoing. I did teasers at the top in reference to the cell phone bans. You know, people are getting concerned. You know, test scores are down. You know, the, the, there's been conflict in the classroom. Someone gets a text and they start to fight, or people on social media just not paying attention to what's going on. A 2021 survey uh, by the comparison website uh, Unswitch found that um, half of the people did look at that man and said, you know what, we might want to take a look at that. why well, 74% agreed that the uh, that the cell phones were a distraction in any case. So what do you say? We keep the cell phones in, we take them out, what mixture thereof? What's your thought process on that?
0: So um, I'm going to be totally honest with you, Terry. This is uh, a very important topic in the, uh, we can say the world, but right now here in America. Well. I, like, if you are a father, you have your uh, little kid It's going to school, I don't know, 12, mm-hmm. teenager, get into teenager, 13, 14. And let's say you you need communication, mm-hmm. got into the bus, out of the bus, I'm going to pick you up, somebody, whatever. Things like that that are very simple, you need those communications. But let's let's put another step, an emergency happening, especially in this world, things are happening. How the kid is going to get communicated. That's the situation we can be creative, finding, like, the iPads. I have heard things that the school is going to create an app so you can um, go in and it will trigger a communication to your father from the school, things like that. I kind of get it, but what happens if you move a little bit outside and you're going to play soccer or you have another thing that you need to have that communication or emergency happen, let's call 911. That's one side that I really say that if the school is going to ban the cell phones, they need to think about those type of situations. That is common. We're not talking one off situation. But let's say the other side. When I went when I went to school, you went to school, there was no cell phone. So we could focus. We didn't have any distract at least those type of distractions we didn't have. I understand that the traditional school have changed. We understand that everybody technology is part of the the learning process. But I think I totally would say uh, all of of these kids, or at that time, all of those kids grew up without a cell phone in their pocket, and they were fine, and they learned way more with uh, reading a book, actually, and completing a homework.
2: It's funny you should say that, because some of the school administrators and a couple of the principals actually came back and said, well, how did we do before? They would call the school directly, or they would communicate with us, and we would tell the parents what's going on. Now, they're circumventing us. This is the the school talking. They're circumventing us, and they're talking directly to the student. Next thing we know, Johnny's going home, and where are you going? Oh, I have an emergency, and school has no idea what's going on. So that's their complaint, and they're saying that Johnny's not paying attention to his schoolwork because he's always on the phone. And and they they said uh, some other things, too, as far as what you said about the emergencies, like having protocols in place, such as the app where – if something goes on, people are gonna people are gonna know. Now, Italy and France have said that it's been very successful, and the test scores have gone up, and that's why actually why the U.S. is looking at it now.
0: Yeah, and I see that 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 few uh, here in uh, close to us, few counties uh, are are actually considering, and and that's when the mobile app came in because a lot when they did a try a tryout. A lot of parents were complaining. Oh, I need to have communication. What is happening? What happened if they got lost in the bus? Things like that. And um, I totally, I totally agree on that part. But I totally agree that something needs to happen in order to increase the the grades. Oh well, yeah, I mean, you
2: don't want people but uneducated. Look, I mean,
0: <laughs> but but let me tell you, like we can talk about grades, but if we focus only only on, on grades. It's, it's not fair. We're talking about the school experience. It's the learning because not everybody learns with only having good grades. So that's the experience that I'm saying is getting lost with all these self, cell phones that... I, I saw in the article that even people talking between each other is not the same when the cell phone is, is closed.
2: That's what they were saying. They're saying the, the interactions were improved once they got rid of the cell phone too because people had better communications, friendships developed better. So... A whole array. Group of studies.
0: Things. Yeah, things yeah. like that. Well, let's see how it goes with that topic. It's interesting.
2: Yeah, well we'll see what happens. I mean the Guardian was it had a very extensive uh write up on it. So and that's kinda where where we looked at that. Okay, at the top, we were talking about support for unions in the US has been rising for a little bit more than a decade. Uh twenty twenty three about Mm, that's, that's, it's about the fifth rate year. It's, it surpasses long-term um, average of 62%. Now, this is all according to Gallup. I'm bringing this up because I'm seeing a lot going on with these companies. I mean, last year, labor unions uh, in America looked like they were they were turning their corner. We're looking at, uh, off the top of my head, it was at Starbucks, uh, Amazon, Uber, Lyft. The, the the writers they just uh, ratified their situation and uh, we'll talk about that a little bit because they apparently put some provision in there about AI. I want to talk to you about a little bit, but uh, the actors strike apparently that's that's falling apart. They're not getting along. But how did we get here? And are, are the unions helping the situation or are they making it worse?
0: Well, uh, l- let me first uh, to to talk to our public here and. Um you you can make a, a union. Uh, you you create a union f- to in order at least that's what is based for protect the employees from the employer. So what happened to Lyft and uh, and Uber is a little bit different of what is happening nowadays with all these popular like Ford all of that. So UAW
2: strike sure.
0: At the time of Uber, they wanted uh, the salary increase or the salary structure that they could get and uh, health insurance, things like that, to be treated as an employee and have all these benefits. And uh, okay, that's one thing. Now here, especially this year that we're talking about uh, the, the cars, uh, the UW, uh, it, they are focusing more on job security. Like I, I want to make sure that if I do my job, I can wait eight more, I can work eight more years so this is the type of things that I want the public to understand. What is happening, the question that you tell me, that, that, that you just asked me, is very interesting. Are they actually helping? I will say in a way, yes, but in another way, no. So as an employer, you want to avoid these type of things, but as an employee, you're kind of getting what you want or at least part of what you want. So it it, it is a little bit tricky, that answer.
2: Okay. I can tell you, um, and if you are a CEO, listen to what I'm about to tell you. I'm going to give you some free advice here, just for listening to the show. If you want to keep a union out of your facility or place of business, just treat your employees well. There's been situations where employees weren't making a lot of money, but they felt as though they were being listened to, and there was no union. So, does that, because a lot of times it's not about the money. Uh, for say, there's other things that go on where people feel mistreated. They feel as though you don't care. And that's really how you start to get a union in the workplace. The writer's strike. Okay. Now I can tell you as a voice actor, that kind of has a personal meaning for me because I don't want anybody to take my voice. I do a session and then in perpetuity, they use my voice for the next 200 years and I don't get paid for it. So I totally get that. But What's your take on that? What's your take on the on the AI in in that situation with the actors? Uh, is this something that um, oversight with the writers? That's something that you think was helpful.
0: So two things happened with this uh, strike. So the first thing is now if we now we live in this world and we talk about that things change. Uh, Twenty years ago, fifteen years ago, the TV shows because this is more for the TV the writers for the TV shows, it was at least 20, 25 uh, episodes per season. So they have at least a job security of one year, kind of, a six months, seven months, writing and then using it. But now with all these Netflix shows, the HBO or any other uh, mobile app, they are doing 10 episodes, maybe 14 uh, in, in a large one. So they, they do it. they write for a month or two. That's, that's, the, that's the first thing. The second thing that happened is the royalties as you mentioned. You, get, you do your voice, you, do, uh, the, you write down the show, and then seven years later you get a check because they're still using it for 30 cents, 25 cents. And that's the thing, and then you see an actor or somebody else that exactly the same show that you write, that you wrote it, they get, they get paid $700, something like that. And they are like, hey, this, is, this is not fair. What is, what is, why we have this discrepancy? If you, if you ask me, like, Jose, what is actually what you think about this particular union strike that happened, I think it's successful for them. They didn't have exactly everything that they asked for, but pretty much they bump up all these royalties and how the, the uh, uh, I forgot the word. Royalties uh, or? No, the the episodes, uh, contracts. Oh, the number of episodes. Works, yes.
2: yeah right. Well, yeah, there were some issues too because the streaming service, it was very um, covert as far as, how that worked, how many people were actually, how many eyeballs, and the, now they have to be more transparent with this new agreement. But yeah, that that that's the, that's one to watch. And again, as as a voice actor and a writer myself, I'm I've kept on I'm not a member of the
0: union or anything like that, but still, it, it's 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 one to watch. So let me ask you, Terry, before we change here. Uh, let's say that you get hired for Netflix. Uh, would right away when you get in uh, to the office of Netflix? Would you, get, you, do, would you be a member of the union?
2: Would I be a member of the union? Well, in order to do that, typically if you have like a speaking part or something like that, that's how you become a member of um, SAG AFTRA, uh, right. for example. So something like that, and depending on if that were to happen, that typically means I may have gotten some sort of a, like a major project or a major role yeah. and in which case i would probably go ahead and do it
0: yeah okay so you're thinking uh on yeah, uh, be part of the union that's great yeah
2: yeah why not i mean why why get paid seven hundred dollars when i can get paid seven thousand
0: yeah that's fair
2: so same, for the same work yeah and also jose uh, on that vein of, of the strikes and everything um i'm looking at ai as i mentioned with me being a, a voice artist I'm, I'm looking at that specifically but what are your thoughts on it
0: I'm, I'm really thinking that that is very interesting because now we're just talking about today, we go to a computer, we go to those chat, uh, GPT, I forgot the name now, and, and you start, have a conversation like it's a human being. So it creates, um, it creates stories, it creates uh, situations that anybody could use as a story for a book or, or a movie or, or something else. So I'm very worried about that part. So in that side, I'm okay with those unions that they want job security, that this is happening, and I want to still have my job because I can't create uh, the situation, the story uh, for those movies or TV shows. Yeah, that will affect
2: jobs and pay. If you read my book, Surely You Have Thought of This, it's on Amazon. I talk about all this. I wrote the book like 10 years ago, but you never know it because it's very futuristic, and it talks about these sort of things from – from AI to payment just using your body parts, which we just announced, I think, last time with uh, Whole Foods. So it's it's all happening. Okay, EVs, right? <laughs> Let's talk about this uh, for a second. Um, I, I got to tell you, the government is really trying to get people to buy more EVs. And those electric vehicles are not going through like they, like they want them to. That's why there's a mandate uh, with automakers to make more cars, and therefore, getting back to the union and the strike, they're saying, wait a minute, there's fewer people needed to build these cars. That means I'm going to be out of a job, so hang on a second. What's happening? On the government side of it, they're saying, yeah, yeah, whatever. We're going to give you more incentives. Right now it's $1,500, I believe, if you do it, but you have to wait until you file your taxes to get that money. Now they're going to do it. The day you buy your car, you get that to get that money. Uh, Iman has also joined us here for this discussion. I'm very interested to hear what you have to say about that. And you too, Jose, is this the way to go with
0: EVs? Ladies first.
1: Um, I think it's interesting, um, but I feel like they should also do something with installing something in people's homes or something additional, because I feel like that's sort of a holdup with going totally electric is how you're going to charge at home.
2: Not having the capabilities to charge. You got a trip coming up. You want to make sure you can get there.
1: Yeah. And just like the overnight charging or just everything that it seems like it's easier if you have a place to charge at home. Okay. Well, you bring up a good point. It's totally electric.
2: Yeah. Okay. Like you live in an apartment. How Mm -hmm. would that, you know, how would that happen?
1: Hybrid is more practical as a switch over. But I think it's a good... A good incentive. It's a, it's a good incentive.
2: <laughs> should they mandate, should the government mandate that automakers build these cars if they don't have the customer base for it?
1: I think it's smart to mandate a certain percentage. Like, I think I've heard that some, that there's certain percentages of electric vehicle requirements or I'm not sure if you have to produce a certain amount of electrical vehicles or whatever, but I think that it's a good requirement, not to say totally electric, but that a certain amount of the cars you produce should have to be electric, even if you don't necessarily even sell them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A certain because I think cars manufacturers make too many different types of cars.
2: They, um, yeah, so what what's happening with that is, yeah, they are uh, mandating a certain amount to happen. Hence, that's why the employees are complaining, because they're saying, even with that certain amount, we're losing our, our jobs on that. Jose, what say you?
0: Uh, well, I mean, um, the EVs are coming. <laughs> Any way or the other, they are coming. Um, technology is inside that uh, the same AI. The Tesla, everybody just, not everybody, a, a lot of people see Tesla as a as car company. they actually a technology company. I've been saying that so um, they're coming with um, so it's a few things that we can talk about for example um, why in North Carolina to give you an example we only have like two maybe four percent I saw in the statistics about uh, electronic vehicles in the register in this state but if you go to California they have about close to 2015 for 12 something like that so Why is that discrepancy? We can talk about gas prices. We can talk um, if it's something else. So I would say that first, the federal government needs to say, like, this is going to be for everybody the same thing or it's going to be for different states because of the motivation. I don't know um, if that part they are talking about it. If you tell me at least the $1,500 start as a motivation extra besides saving gas uh, and for me... I saw in the news that Tesla is going to take other uh, cars besides Tesla in their charger station. And Tesla, but of course it's way more expensive, they help you if you have an issue, like run out of gas. <laughs> they they help you and they send somebody to give you electricity. Okay, well, I, I will
2: say this. To me, there's really not uh, a problem that the marketplace can't solve. right? Um, if the if you force the issue too much, like, for example, we don't have the grid to support. Like, if everybody everybody went out tomorrow and bought an electric car, right, the grid couldn't support it. Correct. So, But I believe the marketplace, over time, will go ahead. They'll get the grids built. They'll get your charging stations built. They'll figure out a way you can charge it at your house or your apartment or whatever. Um, if you don't rush into it, it will happen. Mandates tend to put things off balance, And therefore, it it, it kind of, you know, you kind of get uprisings such as with the union situation. But on that vein, I do want to point out, now, when you buy electric cars, the government is losing gas tax money. I don't think they thought of that. Now they are. And there is a particular state that is saying, oh, wait a second, this is going to be a problem. What are we going to do? Does anyone know which state that is? I uh, will say California. See, that's what I thought. That's what you think, too, uh, huh? I would
1: have thought California. That's what I <laughs>
2: thought, too. But, was, but to my surprise, it was my birth state of Michigan. <laughs> They're going to spend more than $5 million this fall to survey 20,000 residents about road uses charges. Now... What they're trying to do, as I mentioned, they're trying to get the revenue up because they're saying we're not going to get the gas taxes because the the car sales are on the decline as far as combustion engines, but they're on the rise for uh, for EVs. So now, here's the issue with that. Now, if you don't want that, if you don't want to be charged by the mile, every time you travel, you're not going to appreciate that. And some have already raised privacy concerns about placing GPS trackers in their vehicles. Yeah. Then what do you th- what do you think? Is Michigan on the right track or no?
1: Wait, so they want to charge people by the mile?
2: Yes, so attached. they want to put the GPS in your car, and yeah. every time you drive a mile, you're
0: you're charged.
1: Oh, I think that's crazy. Yeah, it might happen.
0: <laughs> it might happen. But my my comment on that it would be like uh, this is not a surprise. Like I said, EV is coming, but. They need to figure it out because I'm. I, I, for, that's that's the first thing that I thought. Like, what happened with all the tax gas that they get? So I'm guessing they're going to put it on the car. So be an EV that it could be forty thousand dollars. Now it's going to be fifty thousand, something like that, just to get all those taxes. Goes back to the marketplace. You have to get that stuff worked
2: out beforehand before the government sticks their nose And When has the government solved anything? I mean, think about that. This is not. Right. <laughs> you, 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 really want, you really want the people to work it out amongst our, ourselves Real quick, Jose, only because you and I talked about this earlier this year About the transparency for telling people how much money you make in the office I, I'm bringing it up now because th- that new law has gone to effect in the state of New York And some companies have gone ahead and, and put forth with other states
0: uh, Are you good with that or no? I I I mean I love my privacy. I don't want to share my salary with anybody. So I don't like that they need, they force you now. Well, not force you. It's just it's public now. <laughs> like how much you make?
2: How much you make? Yeah. I mean, and and you, know, you have to publish the salary range when you apply for a job. They're supposed to have the salary range in there. So you have. Uh, you have an idea. Okay. I just want to do a quick aside on that. And, and as far as the privacy, I'm guessing you're not going to be for that GPS tracker either in your of car. Of course not. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it. Michigan's the only state uh, that I know of that doesn't have any tolls anywhere in the state. So uh,
0: so maybe that's why they want to do this, because they don't get no tolls and then no gas tax.
2: They're not getting that, that revenue. Yeah, there's an uprising against tolls. We don't like tolls in the state of Michigan. Okay, so here's something fun. The... Michelin Tire, okay? Back in 1891, they invented the detachable tire, but at that time, they only sold tires on bikes. Uh, They only had about 300 cars on the road. We're talking about France, 300 cars on the road in France, and they're thinking, how can we sell more cars? So they came out with the Michelin Guidebook, which is one of the greatest marketing stories to me in history because... They would go critique a restaurant, they would put it in the book, and then people go, oh, let me drive to this restaurant and get this awesome food. Then when you drive to the restaurant, what do you need to do for that? Buy tires. So that was pretty cool. Um, And I'm bringing this up because, according to Bloomberg, Michigan is now going to move this philosophy to hotels beginning the first quarter in 2024,
0: you know, like, co- coming coming from the history from the beginning, that, that was, for me, very cool, like, very ingenious. The, it surprised me now that it took too long to do something else, and now going to the hotel, like, it takes what, like, what is that, uh, 100 years to, to switch? <laughs> 1891, yeah, it took him a little, <laughs> took him a little bit to get yeah, there. Yeah, so to see, like, oh, yeah, we can do that, we, we can put stars to hotels now.
2: <laughs> yeah, but that that's that's what they're doing. So but think about think about the connection here for a second. Now we talked about the Michelin tires, we talked about cars. All this does come back to the strikes and the cars and you know, they're they're making fewer cars now because every time a plant goes on strike, parts and slows down production uh, with that. So it's kinda it's kinda crazy. And I'm sure Michelin's probably looking at this going, Wait a minute, we better focus on this guidebook some more. I don't know, but <laughs>
0: I mean, they're going to hotels. So hotels already have their process of stars. So nobody. I mean, we know the hotels. When you when you book a hotel, you know, or you can, you look like, how many stars the hotel. So I don't know what they're going to do now. I don't know the 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 innovation that they're going to do.
2: We'll keep an eye on it. Maybe we'll do a follow-up story on Breaking Bread as it as it unfolds. It could. All right. All right, Come on. Jose. Thank you for your input. Breaking Bread is a production of Artists for the People. Follow us on X at Breaking Bread 101. That's break the letter N as in November, Bread 101. Or catch us on Instagram, Breaking Bread Podcast. Check us out on Facebook or visit our website, breakandbread.biz. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel at Breaking Bread 101. Give us a listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Apple Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. Our theme music was composed by Ludwig van Beethoven. Break and Bread was created by Terry Page. Success is when opportunity meets preparation. Until next time.
1: What you heard is for informational purposes. Break and Bread is not recommending any securities. There is no investment advice being offered and the information provided on this show should not be taken as such.